Welcome to Reboot or Rewind, a podcast in where we talk about our favorite movies and TV shows and the reboots that are bound to happen. I'm Ty. And I'm Rachel. And let's rewind back to 1989 and watch Family Matters. <laughs> what you talking about, Will? <laughs> you got it, dude. <laughs> you little nasty. So Rachel, what's what's going on with you? Um, I feel like we all we talk about these shows, but like I feel like our viewers wants to know a little bit about ourselves outside of these shows that we watch. Yeah, uh, I mean, like I, I think as I've mentioned before, I'm a teacher, so we're wrapping up the school year right now. We've got graduation tomorrow from the day that we're filming. Right now, we've got my school's got graduation tomorrow, so really exciting time uh, to see some kids that I've known since they were freshmen graduating as seniors. Uh, really emotional time. Uh, so yeah, so it's ex- exciting week. What's going on with you? Um, it's Gemini season. Um, ah. Both me and Rachel. <laughs> Your birthday's coming up. <laughs> yes, my birthday's Memorial Day. Um, yeah. and so I'm very excited about that. The big two seven. I, I don't know. I don't, the only thing I could think of of like iconicness about 27 is that like weird like 27 club for like mm-hmm. you know musicians and like people like entertainment people who die at yeah, 27 so not a I really great association <laughs> knock on all the woods knock on all the woods um but yeah but you know even though I could talk about being a Gemini you know forever but we gotta get to the show so tell us a little bit about our, our for this Rachel well so Family Matters um, is the show we're doing and it is an ABC sitcom that debuted in 1989 and ran for nine seasons Uh, it was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers where Harriet Winslow was an elevator operator at the Chicago Chronicle um, which is the place that the two main characters in Perfect Strangers worked Uh, So her and her husband, Carl Winslow, who appeared in an episode as well, were instant fan favorites and a series focused on their family was soon born. Uh, The show really took off upon the introduction of the super dorky neighbor, Steve Urkel, who was an icon uh, who became more of a main character later in the seasons, became more of a focus of the show. Um, But I I really liked Family Matters when it showed. I I do understand the kind of it did kind of fade out a little bit because of the changes that happened in later seasons and the changes in the tone of the show but uh at its core it was a really fun um light-hearted uh family sitcom and i always enjoyed a good family sitcom uh which mm-hmm. we've we've talked a lot about, about family sitcoms on on the pod before um but it's it's always a good time mm-hmm. so how'd you feel about the show i think unlike the other sitcoms that we did and also the ones that we're probably going to be doing in the future. I think this is the least fun one for me to rewatch. Maybe I just have less nostalgia for Family Matters. Um, Two that really, you know, brings up to mind is Fresh Prince and um, Full House. Like, I feel like I have so much more nostalgia for Mm -hmm. Full House um, and that was such and when it you know all those shows started coming on s- streaming i thought i had more of a fun of a watch of watching like a different world and full house and stuff like that than i did family matters 
Um, and I think it's because of what we're going to talk about. The I don't want to call it the decline of the show, <laughs> but the I think we can call it that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to you know what? We're being honest. It definitely declined. Like it was a very steep decline. Mm-hmm. And once it started doing that, like I, you know don't care to watch it like it's one of those things where like if you remember like oh yeah like by season five it's just like what is going on you kind of be like okay well that's it i don't need to continue on i watch my favorite episodes but if it's if i don't remember it as my favorite episode i'm not gonna watch it yeah yeah and it's so sad that it did have that what started off as something so strong to have the legacy of, of something that we kind of more forget simply because it had such a tumultuous uh, downfall uh, in its later later life it is sad because I, I wish they had gone out stronger so that it could have more of a more of a lasting legacy in the shows that we rewatch today. But um, did you ever watch Perfect Strangers? No, um, I think that might have been a little bit too early for me. Mm-hmm. And I think there are certain sitcoms that didn't play in syndication like other sitcoms did. And I feel like Purchase Strangers was very much of a streaming sitcom for me. Yeah. Where I was randomly watching, you know, sitcoms that just was like on Hulu or whatever. Because I don't remember them showing Perfect Strangers during our childhood like they show yeah. you know they show syndication of family matters you know they showed martin and living single and all the other ones that you know we talk about or we might talk about later but perfect Stranger was not one of them yeah. <laughs> there's a couple of them that they didn't really they don't show in syndication yeah I mean, Perfect Strangers is also like fully before our time. Uh, some of yeah. these 90s shows, they at least were starring like, or they were on TV while we were ch- very small children. But Perfect Strangers went from 1986 to I think like 19 or 1986 to 1993 or something like that. It did, it did go on for eight seasons. So it is odd that that's not, I don't know if that was normal back then for shows to go on for a lot of seasons, but that seems to be a sh- the type of show then that we would hear more about. Uh, but I feel like I don't know if I knew anything about Perfect Strangers until I found out that Family Matters was attached to it. Um, that Family Matters came from that. And that made me look it up. Uh, so it is odd that like a show that was on for eight seasons, we didn't really see on syndication or popping up like we saw Family Matters popping up for years after it ended. And that could also be for Family Matters too, this thinking about nine seasons. I think this is the longest, besides Degrassi, I think this is the longest show we've done like i don't think no other show that we have was on for except for degrassi which is a totally different type of show but yeah i mean I i'm trying to think back to all the shows we've done but i think yeah, yeah. it's not it's i can't Five, remember another one is usually where we usually end up in um yeah. for most of the shows that we've done some only have one season but i feel like that's right. why for better or for worse i think that's why family matters fizzled out is because i don't know any show that i really liked after a season five or six yeah. and that could just be like my modern day sentiment where most shows end during that time frame like mm-hmm. that unless it's a loner as for you you're not going maybe seven you know if you're if you're lucky and even sometimes then you bosh the ending game of thrones and <laughs> so even that so yeah maybe that's why like we have that hesitant about the last couple of seasons because we usually don't see shows that the stick doesn't last as long. Yeah. <laughs> but I so mean, much. 
<laughs> it, it is and it's like it had such a strong start too uh because like harriet winslow and carl winslow they had such fan support uh mm-hmm. because when they were on perfect strangers carl winslow was only on for one episode and so, like suddenly people were like these two we need to show about these two 100 mm-hmm. um and and so the fans like were there for the show and the show was very strong when it first started so it's just it's disappointing that it wasn't able to have uh the same end but why do you think like um why do you think people were so interested and so why did you think they gravitated towards harriet winslow and carl winslow because i know i think have you watched the episode that carl winslow was in in perfect strangers uh yes okay uh, why why do you think that like struck a chord with people um i don't know the tv dynamic of that time mm-hmm. was there like a lack of family dynamics then i don't know because i wasn't living in you know 1989 I mean, and possibly. I don't know. it could be like yeah and maybe because like by that time like the jeffersons were done good times were done maybe people were just gravitating I guess the only like family show, especially black family show, would probably would have been the Cosby show at that time. Yeah. From my recollection, like I said, I was not in the 80s, so I could be wrong. It could have been like some small shows that could have popped up that we just that I just can't, you know, think of or whatever. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's you know, that was the clamoring of that. And and it was it, and you know. Especially like just the funny is it just funny? Like like I like I like I said, like I think Fairy Matter in that episode of Perfect Trends was funny. It's just yeah. yeah. I, I think that's a good point though, with the I think like we saw the reemergence of the family sitcom in the nineties. Like it was almost like then suddenly everything was a family sitcom. So it yeah. is possible that the that audiences were just kind of craving that reemergence and this was the beginning of it. Uh but I do think they were, I mean they were charismatic and they were interesting and funny uh, when they appeared on perfect strangers. So it makes sense. And they only ever alluded to their home life. So it was probably just out of curiosity because they did, they casually mentioned like their son and stuff. So I think people Mm -hmm. just wanted to know more about specifically Harriet who, who had become a beloved character on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think she quits her job at the Chicago Chronicle, like the second episode into family matters though. So they quickly like detach from that connection. (laughs) Um, but I do, I, I do like them as characters. I don't think they're my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your favorite character is, but I don't think, I don't think it's Carl or Harriet for me. I like the grandma. Mother <laughs> Winslow. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was pretty hilarious. Um, I think in this end, we're going to talk about this. I think everyone got overshadowed by Urkel. Like there was a yes. point where it became the Urkel show and he that was just the family that he that he was pesky to more sure. than it was about the family and Urkel was you know into their lives it was more yeah. like they were into Urkel's lives but I did like Mother Winslow and Rachel like her sister oh Aunt Rachel yeah yeah, yeah. I think she was also funny too which she also got phased out too it, so exactly yeah <laughs> I mean it is like you said it's it's almost hard to focus on any other character in a recap because it's just Steve Urkel. It became the Steve Urkel show. Um, I don't know if I would say that Steve Urkel was my favorite character. He's definitely the character that I remember the most about and know the most about, but I don't know if that, I don't know if I liked him as much as I liked other characters. I really liked Eddie, um, even though his character type is very much 
overplayed at this point, like the dumb older brother. Um, Not that, I mean, Eddie started off dumb, but I think he kind of like finds himself or finds confidence in what he is good at. Um, But he plays very much that like doesn't get good grades, messes around with his friends, uh, older brother kind of role. But I I like what he develops into. I I wish he was allowed to have more focus um, because I think of the kids, Laura had the most focus simply because of her connection to Steve Urkel. Yeah. So I do like Carl Winslow though. I, I guess I shouldn't have been harsh, so harsh as to say it. Carl and Harriet weren't my favorite because Carl, I really like the provider role that Carl was. He was that kind of, he was a little harsh, but you could mm-hmm. tell that he wanted, I mean, even from the first episode, taking in his mom, taking in aunt Rachel to the house. And, you know, when they adopt that kid, 3J, I think his name is later in the season. So he's like very much letting Steve stay with them. Uh, I like that kind of provider role he plays. He was a really uh, good patriarch of the house uh, in, in the classic family sitcom format. So Steve Urkel was a bit distracting. He was definitely an icon, though. Yeah. Very popular in American households at the time. Yeah. I mean, we still quote, did I do that today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, I think. And this is, and this is like, will the show even be? remotely memorable without Urkel and I think the answer is no but is that because of Urkel like you know what I mean like yeah like if they removed Urkel or if Urkel had more of a minor role like he was supposed to have will we still think of that like will we still think it was like one of the touchstones of family sitcoms I don't know and and that sucks but like I don't know um and so, like, for better or for worse, Family Matter is iconic because of Urkel. And yeah. and I feel bad, too, for Julia White because, like, I feel like he... Because when you play such an iconic role like that, it's really It's hard, hard. to do anything else. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like he's so talented and he, you know... And people just like, no, just do Urkel. It's like, no, I don't, you know... He's not just Urkel. Yeah. Um, I think it was especially when he was showing up in other shows as Steve Urkel and he became all over your TV screen as Steve Urkel. I think it, it became his typecasted character. Especially when the whole like Steve and Stefan thing, like it was fun at first, but then it was like, okay, yeah. like I want, this is not the show. We want family dynamics. Well, that's what too. And I think it's so interesting because people will say that Steve Urkel made family matters, but at the same time, the shift to focusing on him, I think also marks the downfall of the show, particularly because of the focus on his wacky inventions. Um, It really pushes the show into a whole different realm. I mean, we have the Stefan thing, but that's just the beginning of it. I mean, I think we see first meet Stefan in season four and then we start to see, and he turns into Stefan with some potion And then we see a cloning machine. He creates a transformation machine that becomes the focus of several episodes. We see a teleportation machine that takes them to Paris for three episodes. Uh, We see this kind of almost sci-fi turn to the show. And it becomes, like you said, we kind of lose the family dynamics that we came for. The family sitcom we came for becomes a whole different show. So it is interesting that the show becomes that and starts to lose popularity, even though people will say Steve Urkel made the show what it was in many I, ways he kind of heard it too i feel like it should have pulled a cosby like a cosby show and 
made him like go to like a MIT kind of school, like spin it off. Yeah. Like he goes to like MIT or whatever, and then he has wacky hijinks. And like come like he could come back for a couple of episodes, like you know, yeah. Denise yeah. did in like the first season of a different world where you know it's like a holiday break or something, and you know, he's coming and you know, maybe even Laura follows him, you know, gets go to another I mean it doesn't have to be MIT but like you know what I mean could go yeah. like Boston University or another school like in the Cambridge area or whatever um so he could have his wacky hygiene but it doesn't take away from the show because I feel yeah. like everyone was leaving because they didn't have room for any of these people because it's all about Urkel yeah it's interesting because when you said that I I kind of immediately thought what were his plans after high school and I think I'm now realizing that he was kind of a bit of a flat character. We didn't get outside of his relationship with Laura. Mm-hmm. We didn't get much about what his aspirations were beyond like just inventing things and loving science. We didn't get much talk about his classes and, and his wh- where he wanted to go in his future, what he wanted to do as his job. I guess he just vaguely wanted to be a scientist. He did go to space with NASA in the end, but he didn't even like apply to that. Some NASA science or NASA astronaut just, showed up at his house or showed up at their house. So I, mean, I feel like we didn't get a lot from him too. regarding that. I mean, he could have been like um, Steve Jobs and he could have go walk in like the, the beginnings of Silicon Valley. Cause like, mm. you know, Apple and stuff was a thing then and Microsoft was a thing then. So he could have went to go work, you know, in California and Silicon Valley mm-hmm. or where's Microsoft, Tacoma up in Washington he could go he could have did that he could have went to MIT he could have went to any like they could have spit it off where he is off doing his inventions and he has a co-worker he could even start a startup or something like that I know that's more of like a, a 2000s kind of brain and not like a 1992 brain or whenever they I would say season four where they could have spin it off at um but yeah and then it could have you know what I mean so there, there could have been ways, but where they could have their Steve Urkel doing his own thing and having a hit show, but then also have another hit show with family members about yeah, the yeah. family dynamics. Yeah, it is interesting that they never even tried to do a spinoff with Steve Urkel, considering how popular of a character he was. Um, because like, like we mentioned earlier, he was guest starring in other shows at the time, Full House, um, mm-hmm other shows i can't remember what other shows he showed it was up a step on. by step yeah and so like the fact that they were using him that character in that way and people loved him and they could sell all that did i do that merch and he had the iconic look it's so interesting that they that they didn't want to or at least try to create a spinoff of him seeing him in college would have been really fun but you know we've talked about this before college shows just didn't didn't happen <laughs> so but they could have made it into not even just a college show, but more, like I said, a workplace. Yeah. They could have done like a workplace where he'd go and work for like a yeah a fake, you know, Macintosh or a fake Microsoft where, yeah. you know, and he has like probably the old curmudgeon. Like he could still have the old curmudgeon person, you know, have a nice, a perky secretary and, you know, yeah. Myra could have been his girlfriend. Well, still. The problem is he ends up with Laura. Yeah. And they get married. And if they had had a season 10, and this is canon information, if they had had a season 10, Laura and Steve were supposed to have a child named Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think it's like they almost crush his potential of what that could have been. Like they could have explored his workplace drama more or his kind of pursuits outside of that, but they turn him solely into, he becomes Laura's husband. Like that, that was the culmination of his story all along. Mm. He finally gets the girl. Um, And it's almost like we, that's the aspiration we care more about that he finally got his childhood crush uh, and not necessarily his work dreams. But yeah, so I feel like if they had turned it, if they had brought him anywhere else, they would have had to do it. Had we would have had to pay him and Laura, and then I it's mean, just family. But matters. she could have came over. But then it's just family matters because that's honestly what family matters was in the end. Most of the finale was Steve and Laura, and yeah. like Eddie graduating from police academy and everything. Um, but like that was most of the finale. Steve and Laura they w- were the focus of the show by that point. So I don't know. But it's called Family Matters. <laughs> you know what's funny, too? I was re-watching the episode, like I said, that Carl Winslow was in in Perfect Strangers. And the first conversation that Harriet and Carl have, and, like, the two main characters in Perfect Strangers, I think their names are, like, Larry and Balky, interrupt them. And Harriet goes, this is a family matter. And I'm like, whoa, the name of the show. <laughs> but, yeah. But I know. it's it. But they lost the family aspect. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. even... And we could talk about character phase outs in a second, but most of the family characters were phased out at that point. Um, but before we talk about that, I, you mentioned Stefan, and we've got to talk about Stefan because what a wild, <laughs> I have never seen a show do anything like this at this point. A concept. What a wild concept. Sure, maybe for a one episode, it was a funny thing, but then it became like Laura fully dated Stefan. Like they brought Stefan into existence outside of Steve. Steve had a clone and then they turned that clone into Stefan. And then Laura fully dates that clone. Like for a while. He has a modeling career. Carl approves of their relationship and thinks Laura should marry Stefan. Like this is a scientifically created clone of Steve Urkel. What an odd concept. Um, So yeah, so there was of course that like fan question of whether Laura should have ended up with Stefan and all that but how do you just feel about stefan in general like the existence of that concept i think it was and this could have been you know 19 i'm trying to think of the 1990s like maybe during the beginning of of it like oh no she can't end up with a geek like steve like she has to be with somebody who is attractive and so we gotta do so fun and also maybe it might be fun for you know i'm you know i don't know but like julio like being able to play like both characters like who wants Mm -hmm. to keep doing like the nasal voice and the hiked up pants and something that probably was like fun for him to do both um like to get out of his um Rochelle, but I think it's like they should have just committed and just changed him to Stefan. Like, yeah, I, like he got confidence that he could have just became both of them, kind of. You know what I mean? No, like, yeah, I they, guess that, they really could have had him did. grow up, like Steve Urkel yeah. grow up and and kind of mature out of some of his geekiness. Like, obviously, still keep a lot of it because that's who he is. Like, he is mm-hmm. a nerd, but yeah. like, kind of get a little bit more suave get a little bit yeah. cooler or just like less clumsy close. dress a little bit better as yeah. you get up because he but here's the thing i think they wanted they wanted to have their cake and eat it too they wanted to have someone a version of steve that would make sense with laura 
But at the same time, they didn't want to change Steve Urkel at all because that Steve Urkel was the icon of the, the show. Mon- yeah, the my- particular moneymaker. They didn't want to lose. If he became less dorky, he becomes less Steve Urkel. He just becomes a normal character. And they were terrified of that because he became the show. And so he stays exactly the same mm-hmm. from, I mean, he dresses exactly the same. He has the same nasally voice. He has the same jokes, the same laugh. He stays exactly the same. And I think it would have been more realistic to see him grow into more of a Stefan Steve hybrid that Laura falls for. But they wanted, like I said, they wanted to have their cake and eat it too. They wanted to keep exactly Steve Urkel, but also have a Stefan. And I guess, like, in a TV aspect, nine seasons isn't bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like we're like, yeah. Well, integrity of the show is like they got nine seasons out of it they got their money's worth you know what i mean yeah you know um i mean i guess all tv shows wants to go as long as possible um especially since like i think they when i was reading up on the show it's like they canceled it and just just play the rest of this the episodes during the summer mm-hmm. like i don't think they, like like they got like a they didn't they got a finale but only because that just happened how it was, but there was supposed to be more to the story. And I think, and so I'm like, okay, well, that's fine and all, but I think for the integrity of the show, what would have been better if was that they grew together. Cause even yeah, Laura yeah. kind of stayed the same kind of yeah. too. And it would have been funnier if she like, embrace more of her geeky side maybe she would have found a a niche or something that she was like really into that you know help explore and like steve helped help her explore that and then steve also got a little bit i don't want to say because geekiness is not like you know correlated to like like childish but more just like you know an adult like he dressed you know he he dressed more of like a person in his like you know late teens early 20s Mm -hmm. and maybe got contacts or maybe kept the glasses like he could have still been the same but just a more mature version but i just yeah i think it was just a cash grab like they couldn't get let go of of that especially a season five or six like where that that trajectory would have had to start happening and he was way too much he was making way too much money for that um for this for ABC, but also I think or CBS. I forgot when. CBS took it ninth season. So oh, okay, so just so just um, CB so just like ABC was making too much money yeah. off of it at that time. But I think we're gonna talk about reboots, you know, later. But or but I think in a reboot, that's that is what definitely is gonna have to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but yeah. Well, I, so you actually, you mentioned something that um, part of kind of what I wanted to talk about too is the, before we talk about the reboot, is the, um, when CBS took it over in the ninth season, we saw a pretty drastic casting change. It wasn't their first casting change, but it was the most notable when they recasted Harriet. Crazy. Literally, like, I think halfway through the season, not even at the beginning of the season, halfway through the season, and- I even like um I think the guy who played Eddie is Darius McCreary I think his mm-hmm. name is yeah he even says in an interview like he knew as soon as that casting change happened that was the end of the show um yeah. because like yeah it, I mean 
we've seen similar things. I mean, we talked about this with Fresh Prince when Aunt Viv was recasted, but that's half, that's, it was like after season two, you know, they still, they hadn't gotten so deep, but you're talking about eight and a half seasons in. You're talking about the mom, the person who this show was spun off for Mm -hmm. leaving the series. Um, And it's, it's so jarring. Uh, And it's not well done at all. The reintegration of they just, just try to act like it was normal. Um, and so, yeah, that wasn't the first of character phase outs. We also saw the disappearance of Judy Winslow. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> but that's because by time season four, one of them had to go to make yeah. more room for Steve. Exactly. Yeah. And reading up on like her life, that's like, you know, really sad and childhood actors or, yeah. you know, things happen like that. But it's just like, but yeah. Rachel left. Yeah. I was like, how do you like the whole cast? The whole Mother Winslow like, was phased right. out. Yeah. Right. All of them, like all of these people who made it a family are leaving mm-hmm. because to make one character the main point. Like, which is also crazy to me. Like, it is not his fault, but I'm talking about like the TV show. Crazy that like yeah. one character could shift out all those people, but they also could have left on their own accord. But they probably left because they wasn't getting that many storylines because mm-hmm. all the storylines was going to, you know, um, to uphold whatever Steve was doing. So that could be Laura. And so could even Waldo left. And that I was know crazy to me Waldo was, was so fun. <laughs> yeah. They really, I mean, they put all their eggs in one basket with Steve Urkel. Uh, They really did. And if they're going to do that, but then keep him exactly the same, they're just asking for an eventual failure because we also do want to see character growth. Uh, So, yeah. So the fact that they cut out almost everyone, uh, they kept obviously the core family, Carl. I mean, obviously they didn't keep Harriet. They recasted Harriet. Um, but they keep Eddie, they keep Laura, but they all become background characters to Steve Urkel. It is, uh, he's a vacuum for the show. He sucks everything up. Mm-hmm. But I don't, like he said, we don't want to blame Jaleel White. He's just doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's, 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 it's insane. If you look at the history of this show, I think it has the most cast disappearances throughout the series. Uh, that Well, no, I shouldn't say the most, but out of a lot of shows, it has one of the most. For no, this is... A- you know, people make fun of the 90s shows where they're like, never seen or heard from again. Right. Like, it was very much of those because not nobody, I don't think any of these people got an actual send off. Yeah. I don't I, think any of them did. Especially Judy Winslow. They did not address it at all. Either they basically, from down. her last episode, the next episode, it was like they never even had a third daughter. Mm-hmm. She was just gone. She went upstairs one episode and never came, <laughs> never back, came down. back down yeah they, they never talked about having a third daughter but she was fully there for like three four seasons mm-hmm. um yeah and i think people were just like the creators were saying too that they just had they had already what she offered in little richie they had a, a fun small child character and then they had 3j later so they were saying it just wasn't worth the budget but it's like then why y'all should have thought about that when you created the family or given her more focus if you're going to create that small child that third child you got to give her that room you can't like just create characters to replace her so it's just it's crazy to take away a member of the family and not mm-hmm. address it but yeah aunt rachel doesn't get us enough she does come back i think once in season six yeah. and then season nine but she doesn't really get a send-off and her kid stays a little richie stays around yeah crazy mm-hmm. 
but she is gone. And Mother Winslow, they never address it, but she apparently still lives with them. Yeah, she's never seen again. I don't get it. She still lives with them. Yeah, it's crazy. So I don't know. It's just I I think they they like I said they put all their eggs in one basket with Steve Urkel, and they didn't allow us to allow the viewers to have the family sitcom that they had signed up for. Um, You know, it's only did I do that can only take you so far. So, Mm -hmm. well then, they had such a terrible end. Do we think? there's any possibility of a reboot? Maybe not a reboot. I would think of reimagining. I think, I think they would do it. I think they would do a reimagining. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Because like, I'm looking at the, I mean, I feel like maybe all of them would come back or all the ones who the are, ones who are alive. Yeah. Cause unfortunately Michelle Thomas did die of yeah. cancer and, in 1998. And mother Winslow died too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Regina so, Lenore or something. Yeah, and um Michelle Thomas. And so yeah. I guess it could be about well, their child is probably around if they you know have a child off screen, 1998, so early 20s. I mean, oh sorry, late, like mid-20s, so like 25 mm-hmm. or whatever. So I guess they could do a a reboot where it's their child, maybe, you know, she he the child has a little bit of both. It's like really nerdy, but 2020s nerdy. Um, but also has a little bit more suaveness from, I don't know. Here's my thing, though. He's like really rich. So like he's like a, a Jeff Bezos or a, a Steve, oh, well, rest in peace, but like a Tim Cook or something. Well, so at that point, it's another show. Because here's yeah. my issue with this is that Family Matters, I'm not, it's nothing against the show. It just doesn't have, nowadays, it doesn't have its own thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it was a family sitcom. It was a two parents, their kids, annoying neighbor. At least Full House had the whole idea of, oh, we have a single father who needs help with his kids, so he asks his best friend and uncle to move in. What a zany situation. They're able to repeat that with Fuller House, you know, when DJ asks her friend, her best friend and her sister to move in to help her with her kids after her husband dies. So it's a thing. Family Matters doesn't have a thing. So if it's, if a reboot happens and it's, it's kind of like, it's just another show because it's just another family sitcom and they could have some vague connection to the original. It could be Steve and Laura's child. It could be Steve. It could be the Steve Urkel show. It could be him as a, I guess grandfather now. I'm not sure how time works. I mean, I guess. I mean, depending it on when be. you know. I mean, they're in their mid 20s, so they could have at least a baby. I don't know how you know how TV like yeah, you know how yeah. ages on TV likes to do it, but um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I could see Urkel as like a tech billionaire, like like you know what I'm talking about, like a yeah, like I said, like a Silicon Valley tech billionaire, or maybe working like high in NASA or ever and it's just about shenanigans about his life as maybe i don't know would he be yeah. the same as he was in the show no because that's the then thing, it's though. just but- another show <laughs> it's not family matters then <laughs> well i guess i guess they're not getting a reboot do you think <laughs> no, they do you listen. think they were gonna reimagining or urkel is too iconic to redo the thing is, they're, if they don't do Steve, or, because they didn't have him have 
any changes. He stayed exactly the same. So if they're going to call back the character, it would be insane to call him back as anything else. And if they mm-hmm. do, it's an- that's another character completely then. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely see what you're saying. A Steve Urkel spinoff where he's at like working at NASA or something could be very interesting. But if he's turned into this like fully normal, just a little bit goofy dad character, that's another show. That's not Steve Urkel anymore. And so I don't think they would then tie that to Family Matters because if it is just another show, then it's just another show. Why tie it to a show that didn't have such a great uh, ending? People weren't clamoring for more Family Matters when it ended. It was losing popularity fast. So then why even tie it to Family Matters if it's going to be another character completely and just use Mm -hmm. the name Steve Urkel? I don't know. I don't see it. Yeah, I think... I do agree with you that that's pr- probably the only way it could happen is if they did some sort of thing connection with that, like through line with Steve Urkel and his family and his kind of mm-hmm. antics. But I just don't, I don't see how it could be true to family matters. And uh, yeah. And be popular. Yeah. I think it'd well, just be a different show. <laughs> well, I mean, but it needs to be a different show. There's no way like it it can come back in its original format unless you know, and so they will if they are gonna do it and they want to bring you know back the source material, they're gonna have to make some sacrifices. And if that sacrifice is to make and then he could still be as nerdy, you know, weird as he wants to be. Maybe a more relatable Mark Zuckerberg, because we all know that he's weird. <laughs> and you know, you know, a, you know, he could be. But like I said, it could. I don't know. I don't think it's going to work. And I think this is like one of the shows. Like I'm definitely like I don't need to see it. I don't even think I even need to see yeah. a reimagining. Yeah. I don't think I don't need to see anything from from family matters maybe a callback <laughs> or whatever um yeah because you know because it lost the core of the show and so mm-hmm. i don't know how to bring back and any other show is just a family sitcom like it was just a family yeah. sitcom um so yeah i see a lot of people like comparing family matters to happy days i think because mm-hmm. happy days also had a situation where they had uh, such an interesting character that they then zoomed the camera into and focused on with the Fonz. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the same reason, I don't think I could ever see Happy Days coming back because it would have to be about the Fonz. And we, he's done everything he can do for viewers. So literally jumping the shark jumps jumps from shark. Happy yeah. Days. Yeah, like he's I the think- Fonz jumps the shark. Steve Urkel jumps the shark when he goes to freaking space. And then we see Laura, who I guess has just figured out that she loves him, is like, oh my gosh, is he going to come back? It's like, this drama feels forced. <laughs> but I think, for better or for worse, I think... <laughs> I don't know why I'm making this, this connection in my mind. So people, please, I, I tell me if I'm wrong. But I feel like if we would have gotten a, a reboot, it would have been Big Bang Theory. And, like... Yeah. I, it would have been, you know, the nerdy person got getting with the, you know, beautiful next-door neighbor that he pined oh for God. for seasons and seasons. <laughs> and I feel like Urkel was just a mixture. It was just... 
what's his name again? Sheldon was just like a more inept, like he didn't have the social aspect problems as severely as Sheldon. Yeah. So, yeah. so he could have been both of a, a Leonard and like he was probably like a mixture of all of them together, um, but with his own wacky inventions. But yeah, our nerdy show for the for for the two thousands to two thousand tens was this Big Bang Theory, and I don't know. And Big Bang Theory also had a very steep decline, very popular in the beginning, with a steep decline towards the end. So maybe we just don't want to. I mean, know about geeks like that anymore. Nerdy guy who ends up with the girl that he's been pining after once she finally realizes that he, she the nerd. actually likes him yeah. is not really what we want to see anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it also doesn't seem like I'm not saying it's not realistic for someone who's not a nerd to be like that's not the non-realistic part. It's just the unrealistic part of if someone's pining after you for years and then suddenly they're like, "Oh, I guess because I've come so used to you in my life, I guess I'm in love with you." And it's like, no, that I mean, and that's what we've talked about, like the friends to lovers trope before. Hey. If it's oh, listen. <laughs> I know, I know, but hear, hear me out. I think it's like if it's a friends to lovers where one friend has worshipped the other friend and like vocalized their love for them and the other friend has always rebuffed them mm-hmm. and then suddenly they're just like, well, you've grown on me. So I guess I can't imagine my you life You wore me so down. It's like, that's not real. Mm-hmm. You would have realized that you felt something for them after probably the thousandth time that you rejected them. Mm-hmm. So it's that type of friends to lovers that I can't, I don't find realistic. And that's what Steve was with Laura. Steve literally asked her out a love. thousand times. Yeah. And she was always annoyed by him. She always rebuffed him. Mm-hmm. She went on a couple dates with him. Out, like he had to f- convince her to go on dates with him. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly at the end, she's like, I can't imagine my life without you. So I guess I love you. And suddenly she's super romantic with him. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, no, yeah. he's just your really good friend. That's why you're going to miss him. Mm. That, that's not how love appears. It's like, oh, you just, mm-hmm. he's become a presence in your life. So I guess that's mm-hmm. love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I also think geekiness, quote unquote geekiness and quote unquote nerdiness evolved. Like now those people are rich and are beloved. Like, you know, people worship, you know, yeah. uh, Elon Musk and uh, Mark Zuckerberg and, you know, people 20 years ago who have been really nerdy and no one, you know, over those people, like, are worshipped now. So, like, I don't know how nerdy they have to be to it to be, you know, not that anymore. But, yeah, I don't know. I Like I said, I think it would have been a really funny, I think... If it was like a Big Bang Theory match with a Silicon Valley, I don't know if you ever watched that show on HBO, I think it would be really funny. Um, but that's not family matters. So it would just be, you know, Urkel and Laura coming back to do that type of show, which I'm also fine with. Like, you know, but um, I think that would be a fun, a fun thing. Maybe I don't they don't make good TV movies anymore, but I would have been a funny like yeah. TV movie. Um it would have I don't been think- nice to see them a little bit just after all mm-hmm. that to see what their lives were like. But but I think you're right. Like, if they do do that, they're going to try to keep it as much as possible to his old persona. And I don't think that's I don't think that image is going to work in 2022. You know what I just thought about, though? If what? they do actually do that with Steve Urkel, the character, have him actually working in tech in modern times. Mm-hmm. They would have to address the fact that canonically, according to the show, 
Steve Urkel invented teleportation and cloning. <laughs> they would have I to mean, address that. Look, 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 look. Maybe that's something that he keeps in his, in his backyard. Like he didn't tell nobody. It would be all over the world, though. If if in the world of Family Matters, mm-hmm. Steve Urkel invented, fully invented teleportation and cloning, that would have to be in the show. He'd have to be like known for that. And that would have to be used in the show. And I think that's maybe a bit of an obstacle, too. Because they really did. They could find a way to be like, they banned him from using it or something like that. Or like, <laughs> or maybe like he works for the government. And it's like deep underground, like, you know, kind of like a funny. I don't know if you ever watched the show Inside Job on Netflix, mm-hmm. um, which is about like, there's like this secret like it's not a government entity but like a secret organization that's like the deep state who like makes clones of presidents and all the other stuff they could do kind of like a conspiracy theory kind of thing as like their angle to get people to watch the show i i don't know but i'm just saying like it could like they or they could just poo poo it like you know oh we're just not gonna talk about it or it's something they like have to though he fully i mean it was a three episode arc where he fully transported or, the family to paris or he could have made some like subliminal message thing on tv like you did not see that you do not know what we're talking about they could they could if he could make teleportation he could brainwash the world to say that he didn't know what's all that what are you all talking right. about i don't know what you're talking about i just think that's the name it could be like a little funny me. like in joke like <laughs> why don't we use the teleportation how do you know about that i brainwashed the world <laughs> You know, something yeah. like funny like that. Um, it could happen. It just it loses happen. its, it becomes way too gimmicky then. Or like it becomes way too, not gimmicky, but like, I don't know. But I think it needs something to get people to watch it. And if it's like a funny, like, you know, him working as a tech billionaire, making, you know, weird things for the government. Like that's a funny take that you can do, you know, in the world or you know what i mean like sure. there has to be something because like sitcoms are not it right now and so it has to be something pulling people in yeah to make it uh to make it you know i think the obstacle that we just like will not be able to get over though is the fact that like nobody's asking for it no one's, yeah it's just it wasn't it was not at its height when it ended, which is sad because mm-hmm. it, it's just like that's always a terrible way for a show to end. I've always said I prefer a show to end when it's solid than just let it fizzle out, just run until it's dead. Um, because I, I want mm-hmm. it to I want it and I want it to end when it's strong, when people care about the characters and just like nobody cared by the end. So nobody's asking for a reboot. Yeah, I think it was maybe three seasons too long. But it's still iconic. Like people still like yeah. to watch it, and people and people still quote it, and people still. Love I mean, it the theme song day. alone, the theme song triggers memories yeah. the same way that Full House does. Yes, um, like yeah. the ninety one thing nineties could do is give you a theme song. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, it is still iconic, and we do have we have much love for Family Matters on the pod. Mm-hmm. I don't want our listeners to get it wrong. Like we really do, but it just it just became something that it wasn't supposed to be, and lost the fans well i think so we typically do a quiz at this time but i don't know if either of us know enough about this show to quiz our knowledge particularly Mm -hmm. because i think both of us kind of stopped we watched more episodes in the earlier part and only watched episodes here and there when they were on tv uh, in the later Mm -hmm. seasons so i think you've got a quiz right for us yeah yeah i have like a 
more of a which family matters character you are. Sick. All right, I'm going to read the first question. And the first question is, which word best describes you? Smart, kind, charming, driven. I'm going to have to say smart. (laughs) I know it sounds braggy, but it's just like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the one thing I got going for me that I know a lot of stuff. (laughs) Um, Listeners, I am currently in grad school, so I'm going to say driven because grad school is hard. Oh, yes. (laughs) And I agree. (laughs) I think I think that is very you. The next question is, how would your friends describe you? So it's interesting that we have first a question of like, how would we describe ourselves and now how our friends would describe us? Um, the, the choices are annoying, independent, friendly, and energetic. Rachel is annoying. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, <laughs> if we're being real, I do, you really think, put that? I do think my friends might like, if when I'm not there, no. I think I'm a little annoying. And I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that truth. You know? <laughs> I don't think you're annoying, Rachel. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. What else on this list of four, what else would I be? Friendly? No. <laughs> Energetic? Probably not. I think you'd be independent. Uh, honestly, actually, though, independent. I, yeah, I think independent. I'm going to pick energetic. Perky is a is a thing that people have said to me okay. multiple times. So I'm going to do energetic. Sure. But. Yeah. Do you think I'm energetic, Rachel? I would say, listen, energetic is such a, has such a connotation with it. I picture mm-hmm. like someone bouncing around all the time, but I would say you do tend to be full of like a, an energy. You do tend mm-hmm. to like stay upbeat and like, at least when you're around people, who knows when you're by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pessimistic by myself. I'm um, and you're good at keeping conversations going too. Mm-hmm. You have that energy. Okay, um, so the next question is, what is a bad habit of yours? And I already see mine. I already see it. I'm a bit clumsy. I can complain a lot. I don't stand up for myself. I can be a bit overbearing. Um, for me, I rate well, as soon as I saw it, I'm clumsy. I'm, it's bad. <laughs> I trip over everything. And don't know how many times I stub my toes. Like, I live in this house. I know I know where everything is. And I still, like clockwork, will stub my toe on these same things every single day. And mm-hmm. I do not know why or how, but it happens to me. I think I'm going to get Urkel on this quiz. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> well, um, no, because you put like driven. I guess Urkel yeah. is driven. We'll see. We're both going to get Urkel watch. <laughs> um, or either that or I could... I, I think everything, but I don't stand up for myself. I do stand up. See, for that's myself. what I'm gonna say though. I don't stand up for myself, mm-hmm. but I do complain a lot, and I am a little bit overbearing. I think it's the Gemini I can be. I think. Why um, don't you say clumsy? Because I, I feel like I wouldn't call you a complainer. Yeah, maybe that I complain in my head a lot. It's more of an internal <laughs> thing than like an external thing. Um, so the next one is, what is your dream job? Um, I'd like to be a scientist. I'd like to be a singer, a chef, or a lawyer. None of these are really speaking to me. So Maybe, <laughs> if I had to choose of those four, a chef. I like to cook. I tried. <laughs> this is, this is going to be like, okay, Ty. Um, so in the fourth grade, I tried to sue my fourth grade teacher oh, so i'm going to 
you would be a good lawyer. Yeah, you would. I don't think I want to be any of these people right now. But when I was in fourth grade, I did try to I did try to suit my fourth grade teacher for. And you you've had to study some law stuff, haven't you, with your mm-hmm. grad school yeah. classes? Yeah. So yeah, I could see you. You you know you could make good arguments. Yeah, no, I just it's all the reading. I I will never survive law school. <laughs> Too much reading. Oh yeah. Okay, what kind of music would you listen to? I already have mine. Um, but classical, pop, rap, country. I, I'm mad that rock isn't on here because that would be mine. Like, I'm a very much yeah. of a... Or K-pop. Oh, my God, I love K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> Listening, I love K-pop. I, I, I am a pop girly. I, I love a good pop. Yeah. Um, so I'm yeah. thinking I'm going to pick pop. But if, if it was like, what do I listen to every day? Definitely an alternative Arctic monkeys, mm-hmm. glass animals, local natives. But it also like a good my chemical romance following Bob more from my childhood so i'm yeah. not the pop um k-pop can, goes under pop anyway so yeah know. no i think i definitely i i see pop for you for sure mm-hmm. um i agree though if like indie rock or something was on here i might gravitate towards that i think you're going to be disappointed by my choice though and i have to explain to the listeners before i say this because i don't want them to typecast me I listen to all four of these types very regularly. I listen to a wide array of music for different scenarios, different moods. Mm -hmm. So like all four of these I could choose Mm -hmm. and it would be just as equally as accurate. So I'm going to choose the one that I've been uniquely revisiting more recently. Is it rap? No, no, no. (laughs) Rap would make more sense, I think, than this one. But this one is too, because I think it is associated with bluegrass and Americana and folk. Mm. And I've been listening to that a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And revisiting some old faves of the country genre. Okay. And so I feel like I have a particular soft spot in my heart for country, and I've been listening mm-hmm. to it a lot more lately. So just to kind of throw mm-hmm. an unexpected one out there, I'm going to say country. I think for me, I'm very particular about my rap. So, mm-hmm. like, if I'm very particular about my rap. And so for pop music, I can listen to any one of the mill pop songs. And I will be very generally, and but I think for classical rap and country, I only like what I like, and mm-hmm. I can't just be like, yeah, let me just listen to country. I, I don't want to do it. Like you know what I mean? Like if it's not a early Carrie Underwood, early Taylor Swift, a Reba, <laughs> also like a I don't know, I like Tim McGraw and like you know all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't want to listen to it. And the same thing with classical and rap music. Um, 90s rap and like early 2000s rap is like my thing. But yeah, but pop, I can listen to anything. All right. Next question is, what type of movie would you watch? A comedy, a drama, an action movie, or a romantic movie? I like rom-coms. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is well, like the thing a, is, but they've got you know, comedy but, uh, and romantic movie. So mm-hmm. what are you going to go with? Action. I like rock coms, but I don't like truly romantic movies, and I'm very particular about my comedies. So you know, I don't. I because when I think of like a comedy movie, I think of like slapstick, and there's a very few of them that I like to watch. Um, and like a romantic movie could be like Atonement, and like that's sad. (laughs) I don't want to watch that, or like you know any of the other like dramaful romantic 
movies like a notebook or something like those are romantic those are not rom-coms so i'm going to go with an action movie i can watch a dumb action movie give me a fast and furious give me a transformers i got it well i absolutely hate action movies um so i think they're all the same they are (laughs) but the thing is i know i i I could say that about i think anyone can say that about their least favorite genre like i'm gonna say comedy and i know a lot of listeners are gonna be like well comedies are all the same because you know i could see it but I, i i just like to laugh when i watch a movie i like to laugh so i'm gonna choose comedy um i think rom-coms fall into comedies so i feel like i also like a Mm rom-com and yeah okay (laughs) which city is the most interesting washington dc new york city chicago seattle so we both with chicago (laughs) sorry i'm making i'm making dc i love dc i kind of hate new york city i'm so sorry you were you were born in brooklyn okay you're gonna sit there and hate on new york city wow yes it's dirty <laughs> it's loud and it stinks <laughs> okay no i do agree though dc dc is where it's at if chicago wasn't on this list oh my god <laughs> then i would choose dc because i really i do love dc but i gotta okay. choose chicago how would you resolve an argument i wouldn't argue try to find common ground Argue my point until I win. Just try to defuse the situation. It's exhausting. I think I will argue my point until I win. <laughs> I, or I would try to like ease it into other things just to like prove my point. <laughs> um, but yeah. I think for me, it largely, it really depends on who I'm arguing with and yeah. what we're arguing about. If we're arguing about something dumb, I will die on my hill. I will argue <laughs> it into the ground. Even if halfway through the argument, I realize I'm wrong, I will keep arguing my point. But because I don't see there's not the weight in it. But if we're arguing about something serious, mm-hmm. like I will try to find common ground, especially if it's like a coworker or a, like a parent that I'm working with or something. Uh, or even a student, if we're arguing about something that like actually needs to be settled, then I 100% try to find a gra- t- try to find common ground. But if I'm arguing with a friend about something dumb, I'm attached. I mean, to my point. we first met each other for arguing for something dumb. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Our first argument ever was Brooklyn pizza versus Chicago pizza. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I think I'm gonna choose try to find common ground because I feel like it's asking about like my actual conflict re- resolution strategy, and that's mm-hmm. more of that. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I think that's it. So we get our results now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to say yours first? Yes, I got Myra. <laughs> You're happy about that? Yes. I like, I mean, she was a little bit obsessive. She's a little bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I am obsessive, but not for boys, but for like the things that I like to do. I'm very obsessive. And so it's like you're my monk house because you are a happy-go-lucky type of person. Your bubbly personality can be affectionate to some and annoying to others, which is very true. Many people are attracted to you, but you're but prefer brains over looks. Um, I don't know about that, but <laughs> you're you take being competitive to a new level, which is very true. And you work extremely hard, and you will not stop at nothing until you get what you want. So that's pretty much me, like. I see myself very much in um, all of those things, especially the competitive. I'm very competitive. Yeah. <laughs> I got Eddie Winslow. Oh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> um, <better than> Laura. <laughs> I think I'm trying to understand what it's saying. 
And now, okay. listen, I'm I'm not not happy because I did say Eddie Winslow was you know one of my favorite characters earlier. Uh, but it says you are Eddie Winslow because you are tough, charming, and a great friend. People love to be around you because of your amazing personality. You are very competitive, so mm-hmm. and love it when you can prove yourself. I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. The part I'm not understanding is they said you don't often stand up for yourself, but when you need to, you do because you have a hard time saying no to people. Yeah, I'm not understanding what they're saying though. They're saying I, I guess don't often saying- stand up for myself. But I do because I don't. I have a hard time saying no to people, so I. Do I think they're saying. No. I think that, that you 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 don't say you don't stand up. I think there's a comma missing, or maybe yeah. there is a comma that I can't see. I think there's a comma missing, so like or like a double like comma. A one. Yeah. Um. So I think they're saying like you don't stand up for yourself because you can't say no, but only when something's oh, really important when you to, to you. you. Do. When you need to, you do. Okay. But you don't because you like don't like to say. I no. would agree with that. So I guess mm-hmm. I am Eddie Winslow. I'm tough and I'm charming. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a bubbly person who's very competitive and work really hard. I do agree with that. That is you, though. 100%. <laughs> I'm happy um, that finally one of our quizzes. <laughs> yeah, it's not like completely wrong. And it's not the same. Like we didn't get the same mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Uh, well that was fun cool yeah uh well i'll link i can link this quiz in the description uh, mm-hmm. listeners if you guys want to take it um so yeah so i think um our consensus was or at least we agreed that probably not going to happen or not possible yeah. but you would like to see a steve urkel as a tech mogul if they are going to do one i'm not saying that that it should be one you fully said you'd watch it, so. But I will watch the first season of <laughs> of a Steve of a Steve Urkel kind of tech billionaire kind of thing. And if they want to incorporate Stefan and all that stuff, Stefan is like the face of it, you know. And Steve is like the person behind the scenes doing all the tech stuff. All right, because it could be like a little workplace drama, which people like, and a little bit of a family drama. I mean, family comedy with you know Laura and 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 stuff. So. Best of both worlds. Well, we'll see if it ever happens. Yes. Well, um, I think next week we're doing friends, right? Yes. Oh, this is gonna be interesting. A big one. Some listeners are about to hate. Us. Yes, we're gonna have some hot <laughs> takes. We're gonna have some hot takes. And I am ready. They are going to be scolding. Yeah. So tune in. Tune in if you want to hear us disagree with most of America. <laughs> yes. Um, awesome. All right. Bye. Bye.